our taxi driver across the Nile, headed towards the Nubian village. Judy and I uh, exchanged looks of panic, but then we changed our minds. So stick around and find out why we think the Nubian village is a place you have to go when you visit Aswan. Welcome back to Find Jean Marie, where we share our lives as full-time travelers and the connections we make along the way. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. I'm Judy. And I'm Kevin. We had so many experiences that we wanted to cover for you while we were in Egypt that we just didn't have time to do them when we were in country. So we're coming to you today from Paphos, Cyprus, and we are outside some ancient Roman baths. Our first look at the Nubian village was from the taxi ride that we were taking from the airport, which took us about 30 minutes. There's actually another 30 minutes added on to that because our taxi driver was late. We were kind of cranky, it was hot out, we were tired and hungry. So we just wanted to get to our hotel. At one point we got off of the beaten path and the road was very dusty and sandy and our taxi even got stuck in the sand <laughs> at one point. And his car, which was fairly janky, yeah. we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get the rest of the way to the hotel and might have to walk with our bags or grab one of the camels that was going by that he had to maneuver around. Which was cool. Yeah, one of my first thoughts was, what did Judy book now? It's another West Bank experience where we're not in the mainstream area and now we're going to who knows where. Well, I certainly didn't realize that the West Bank is not where cruise ships leave. That's the East Bank. And it took a while to get across the bridge to get to the West Bank. And I honestly thought I screwed up. I wasn't initially thinking that everybody and their brother was also going to be booking a hotel in Aswan before Nile River cruises, which are ubiquitous throughout all of Aswan. There's so many ships leaving from that one spot. It wasn't just our boat. I didn't want to pay the $300 fees for the hotels that were available, especially considering we were only going to be there for one night and we were going to be out by 8 a.m. So let's go through what changed our mind about this whole experience. The hotel was so colorful, the colors so bright. The buildings around the hotel were these mud brick homes, they had these curved tops. The restaurant area that was the first thing you saw when you walked in was outdoor seating and beautiful and colorful. The looks of all of these colorful buildings definitely caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting it at all. It felt like we were walking into another world. Not only were there vivid colors, but there were beautiful paintings on the outsides of the walls as well. Bear in mind, we had no information at all about the Nubian village. We didn't know about Nubians even, and we were just expecting to be in Aswan at a less expensive hotel. Our tour guide ended up giving us some background about the Nubian village. And so we just really lucked on it and later were able to find out how special it was. In addition to maneuvering through the rough streets and going around camels and other things, our taxi driver was also giving us a bit of a tour, trying to point things out. And he was also talking about how people had crocodiles. And I thought he was kidding. Yeah, he made some sort of question to me about uh, how do I feel about staying in a house with a crocodile? I had no idea that there's even such a thing as a Nile crocodile and that they are prolific in the area and that many of the Nubian homes keep them as a sign of fertility. Because of the abundance of crocodiles and how dangerous they are and how big they are, the ancient Egyptians revered them as gods. In fact, in Kamambo, an agricultural town near Aswan, there is a temple that's dedicated to Sobek, 
the uh, crocodile god. He's half crocodile and half man, and he's also the god of water. We'll talk about this more in an upcoming episode about the tours we took as part of our Nile River cruise. So if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that now. So who are the Nubians? We know that Aswan is over 4,500 years old. It's also the gateway to the rest of Africa. This region is referred to as Nubia. Nubian history is one of the most ancient in the world. The Nubians are primarily mountain people, and 100,000 of them were relocated in the 1970s when the Aswan High Dam was built. The government didn't keep their word to find equitable space for them, so they really had to rebuild from scratch on their own. The fact that they could put a positive face to all of the upheaval that they were having to experience experience really speaks to their character and warm-heartedness. One of the most famous Nubian women is Queen Nefertari, who was married to Ramses II. She was so revered that she was buried in the Valley of the Queens, and there also is a temple alongside Ramses' temple in Abu Simbel, which is three and a half hours from Aswan, but it is definitely a sight to see if you have time to make that detour. So what's the reason for going to the Nubian village? What do you do there? One of the things that you can do is people watch. Luckily, where we were, the Nubian palace, we had a great vantage point for all this people watching. And the camels are pretty tall and the people on top of them, they were still below us. And you just saw streams of them going past. And then young kids actually bringing them back, bouncing like crazy because they wanted to race their camels. And as you're walking through the streets, of course, there are shops everywhere. And there's offers of, you know, $1 for this and $1 for that. And they're trying to sell you everything they can, clothing, uh, souvenirs, jewelry, and of course, spices. This is a big spot for spices in Egypt. It felt very lively. We really didn't have time, but there also is a Nubian museum that you can see, and it'll give you all of the history of the Nubians, as well as some of their ancient artifacts. And you can also take a Feluka ride. There's plenty of boats that go out on the river at night. In fact, we were kind of jealous. We were up in the hotel. We only were there for one night, so we couldn't do any of these fun things. But people were on the boats, and they had them chanting Nubian chants. And because we had to be up at the crack of dawn, it is the perfect place to get a gorgeous sunrise. Luckily, we had a balcony that was facing east, and we could just experience it in nice chairs. Life is short. Experience every sunrise and sunset you possibly can. Most of all, it's really cool to experience the Nubian culture and the Nubian village. Whatever led Judy to book this hotel, whether it was that every other one was all booked up or too expensive, I'm so glad we got to live there, even if it was for just one night. So as Kevin mentioned, Aswan and the Nubians are famous for their spices. And one of the benefits is that they spice their foods and make them so delicious. We had similar foods to what we had previously in Luxor, but I put one piece in my mouth and I went, wow, this has flavor and spice and the other food was good. But with that little bit of additional Nubian spices, so much better, so great. The dinner that we had was included in the price of our hotel room and it was a huge spread. And it was, again, like Kevin said, all foods that we had had previously, but just amped up in flavor. In fact, when we first got to the hotel, they gave us these fruit smoothies and said, you know, have a seat, relax. Like, well, we, we had to get check in. We had just have a seat, relax. They, they had to convince us that we didn't have to rush on this. So we sat down, drank our first sip of these smoothies. Like, this is the best fruit smoothie ever. <laughs> Really delicious. So for not a very large amount of money, which we'll get to at the end, this hotel room was really quite nice. 
As Kevin mentioned, it had a gorgeous patio. It had a double bed as well as a single bed. So every time we stay in a new place, I like to go through and take pictures and video because we have a YouTube channel. We'd like to show this stuff to you. Let's not kid anybody. We really take pictures just as much so that we can remember where we've been. So as I'm recording the images of the bathroom, I was looking around looking for the shower stall because we always have problems with showers. And I was recording the wall where the sink was and noticed there's no shower stall there. I turn around, there's no shower stall on the other side. There's just a toilet and a sink. And I look up and here's a shower head next to the sink, just hung on the wall. It was like within two feet of the toilet. There was no room for the splash zone at all. So basically we had to take everything out of the bathroom, which wasn't a small bathroom, but way too small to also be a double for a shower. It was basically a very large shower that also had a sink and a toilet. And a squeegee. A squeegee. So how much do we pay for this wonderful Nubian Village experience? Our total room cost was $50.49 US, and that included a huge banquet of dinner plus breakfast, which I think is a steal wherever you're gonna go. That's a huge steal. I thought we actually had to pay for that dinner. It was so big. I didn't think that was the one that was coming with the room. But no matter what the price was, even though it was really great, the experience was well worth any price. It truly is a hidden gem. And if you can just spare even a day, I don't think you'll be disappointed at all with experiencing the Nubian village for yourself. Thanks for watching. We have even more videos coming from Egypt and we hope you'll subscribe and give us a like if you enjoyed this video. And check out FindingGeniaMarie.com and Judy's Journal for more details about all these spots that we're looking at and the tours we're taking. Until next time. Until next time.